Hello, everyone. This is John Hoppy. You are listening to the Wrestling Fans Insight. Uh, today, Dustin is out of action due to COVID protocols, so we are going to make this podcast a very short and sweet one and to the point. All right, let's start off by talking about WWE Monday Night Raw. Much better show than the previous week. I had uh, two match of the night winners there on that one. First one being Kevin Owens defeating Austin Theory, where this was definitely Austin Theory's best showing since he's been on the WWE main roster. Kevin Owens getting his revenge, which was pretty sweet. And hopefully with that momentum, maybe we'll see Kevin Owens get his chance to be in the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. The other match of the night, I give to the tag team match that ended that night with Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens defeating RK-Bro. Originally, the match was slated to be Seth Rollins against Riddle, and it kind of felt moving it toward the tag team match kind of took away a little bit of its spark. I think if it was left as a singles match where either performer one it would definitely take over the kevin owens and austin theory match but nonetheless it was great to see that match i think i would if i remember right that's the first time seth rollins and riddle had a match one-on-one in the any company i believe nonetheless you know rollins gets the match win and then probably my next favorite match would definitely have to be the dewdrop defeating Liv morgan good match especially not being at such a fast pace and both women were able to make each other look really good. Obviously, Dewdrop's size proved to make her the very dominant person to win this match, and great performance, really, for both competitors, especially going into the Elimination Chamber. Liv looked good. She, Even though she came up short on the stick, I don't think that's going to be enough to counter out to possibly win at the Elimination Chamber. AJ Styles had a good match, defeating Damian Priest. Uh, Priest had a little bit of the advantage early on in the match, but Styles, of course, comes out with the victory, and this will make for an entertaining U.S. title match for next week as it was announced for Raw. And then we move on to probably the next best match I would say would be Bianca Belair defeating Nikki, almost superhero. Uh, I loved seeing Nikki be more of an aggressive heel than a cheating heel. Um, to me, the match was just a little short, but even the, despite the shortness of the match, it still had a lot of pack in the few minutes that it lasted. I did have some downfalls with Raw this week, one of them being with Ms. TV segment where Miz with the Maurice did interview with the Mysterios. I'm not sure really the fans are over the top with the whole segment. It's just not really making sense with you got the Miz taking on both Mysterios. The Miz doesn't really have a tag team partner. So the only thing I'm kind of thinking is maybe creative is going to surprise us and get Miz a partner, but it's just not really making any sense to me right now. Nonetheless, a short match between Dominic and the Miz with Dominic getting the win after Rey Mysterio interfered with the referee distracted trying to eject Maurice. And then you had the Alpha Academy segment with RK Bro doing a quiz, which, yeah, it really wasn't the greatest segment. Not a good opener, but it did have a couple of humorous moments with Gable and Otis, which is a little odd because you would think the humor would come more from Riddle and Randy, but this time it was actually the smart guys that had the comedy moment. With that being said, RK Bro wins the quiz. They get their tag title shot at Elimination Chamber against Alpha Academy. And shortly after the segment, it transitioned into Street Profits coming out, and we had a Alpha Academy defeat the Street Profits. Decent match, which that kind of helps that momentum going for Alpha Academy going into Elimination Chamber.
Moving on to NXT, for the most part, I would say the show was a little solid. Probably not their best, but good enough. Started strong with three brothers defeating the grizzled young veterans. I give the match a thumbs up. Both teams executed very well. Creed Brothers coming out with the momentum win and looking probably more than likely going to be winning the Dusty Classic Tag Team match. And I would also hope they're going to be making a good run take the titles off Imperium. Moving on to the next match, probably was maybe the bottom of the whole card. Tiffany Stratton defeating the Wendy Chu. Definite thumbs down for this match. Wendy Chu, I think she's a great athlete, but I'm just having a hard time with a whole sleepy time pajama gimmick. It just doesn't work for me. It's hard to take her really serious as an in-ring performer. I know she's a seasoned vet, but it just for whatever reason, it's just not my cup of tea. But the worst part is watching her lose to Stratton, because I feel Stratton is a good actor, don't get me wrong, but I don't think she's got quite the in-ring skill set really to be on TV. I think she's definitely needed a little more training time to come back and make and show us what a great in-ring performer she can be. Moving on to Pete Dunne defeating Draco Anthony. More of a thumbs in the middle match for me. I think Anthony can show better performance. I just think he needs to be let loose and shine. There were some chances he could have actually had to win that match with the distraction with Pete Dunne but sure enough Pete Dunne was too smart, too clever, was able to stop D'Angelo's interference and still get the W over Draco Anthony. And after the match, Pete Dunne announced that their next match will be an all-weapons steel cage match. So this will definitely be a match to watch for sure. L.A. Knight gets the win over Senga with uh, Grayson Waller in his corner. Typical fashion for the hill to put himself in the gunfire. Waller made way too many mistakes by exposing the turnbuckle, which had L.A. Knight pretty much use it to his advantage against Senga. L.A. Knight gets the win and gets the restraining order from Grayson Waller lifted. Then we had a great promo involving Braun Breaker with Santos Escobar and then the surprise appearance by Dolph Ziggler followed with Masa Ciampa. And the only thing I would say about this promo is it's a little hard to really see the younger talent get overshadowed by the veteran talent. Kind of felt a tick away from the Braun Breaker and Santos Escobar storyline. However, with Dolph Ziggler showing up, I think it kind of gave NXT the extra little pop it needed. I think the benefit here will be hopefully the veteran talent will be pretty much putting over the younger talent. And then we come to another dud match. A little disappointed. Saray defeating Dakota Kai. Both talent being really great talent. I'm just not sure what happened. If chemistry just wasn't there. I know both talent are capable of way better match. It just it just had no spark for me. I'm not sure where if it, anybody really gained or if anybody lost. Just really wasn't there. Then we come back to another thumbs up match with MSK defeating Malik Blade and Edris Nofe. I think this match definitely could have been a quick squash match. MSK definitely made their opponents look good, which I think was pretty much the right move now that I come to think of it. They, I mean, obviously Blade and Anofe, they made it this far. I mean, I know they were like lucky wins at first, but you don't go that far and not try to make yourself look even better with every match. So hats off to all four participants. MSK getting the great 
great win over it. Looking forward to them matching up with Creed Brothers in the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. And finally, we have the main event. Mandy Rose retains her NXT Women's Championship against Staley Ray. It could have gone a little bit longer. This is definitely one of Rose's better matches since coming down to NXT and winning the championship. I like the fact that she won in Hill fashion. I know a lot of the experts are kind of crapping on that part because they wanted to see her win without needing the help of toxic attraction but to me that's the whole part of being the heel is you're gonna wield in heel fashion so far i think mandy's done a great job as being women's champion and i kind of look forward to seeing how much further she can go with this run WWE Friday Night Smackdown thumbs up show overall. Sonya Deville's promo was more of a thumbs in the middle, carrying on with the whole Ronda Rousey going on to indefinitely suspend her and find her 100,000k. Adam Pierce comes out with Vince McMahon email stating that her motions have been denied and she is not to lay a hand on Naomi for her championship match with Charlotte Flair later that night. Kind of a thumbs in the middle promo. I think everyone knew this was kind of headed this direction already but it was just a matter of time finally where it got to that point but I think everyone's ready for Sonya to carry on and go back to being an in-ring performer. We had a solid match with Los Lothorios going over the New Day. Kind of somewhat in the middle, like I said. Solid match. Had its few spots, but not sure quite where they're going with the direction with Los Lotharios. It's also kind of hard to take that win serious, especially when they beat two former WWE champions. I'm not really sure if there was a real gain for either team in this match. Not a bad match, but definitely one of those matches you're not sure where it's supposed to be going and then roman reigns definitely cut a promo of his life double thumbs up of that one his hill run's been on fire i can't deny that his promos are short sweet to the point this one was very consistent and you can definitely feel the emotion or atonement in his in his uh, promo work after that awesome promo we moved on to the dungeon style match with natalia defeating Aaliyah. match felt like a typical one-on-one encounter nothing real special i felt that match could have used a little more time a little more um Aaliyah, i think she still kind of has her nervousness being up on the main roster i feel she can definitely kick it in gear get a little more aggressive we saw zaya lee right toward the end there after natalia is attacking her after the match zaya lee came in got the save definitely setting up for a near future feud with natalia Preceding that match, we had the insane interview segment with Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. This segment was kind of a thumbs in the middle, and that's kind of being generally nice since Sami Zayn, I felt, in a way, saved that segment. It was pretty much a bore fest. Fortunately, the Intercontinental title has definitely not had the prestige it once had by previous champions. The title should be defended a little more, kind of almost like on a monthly basis, but with that segment being said i think sane did a good save with having the rick boogs getting electrocuted or shocked whatever it was that when he went and grabbed the microphone and giving shinsuke the haluva kick right after which we move on to kind of like a kind of throw together match it was just out of the blue i felt happy corbin defeating cesaro thumbs up match both competitors did really good corbin obviously getting the win with end of days which if memory serves me right nobody's actually kicked out of that move yet so hopefully happy corbin can keep that going 
And during that match, we ended up finding out that in Elimination Chamber, Drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss will now be a Falls Count Anywhere match. So looking excited to see that one. We then encountered the Goldberg segment with Michael Cole interviewing him. This promo kind of a thumbs downer for me. Just seems like every time we bring Goldberg in, it's usually just quick transitional or what they call as a paper champion run. I'd probably feel a little different with the whole Goldberg-Roman match if just the last few times Goldberg's came in and the title matches were just a little bit legitimate in a way. I felt like his runs could have gotten a little longer. To me, I don't see a sense to putting on a title on a legend when really we have all this younger talent trying to develop and get over. And finally, this is definitely match of the night with the SmackDown's Women Championship. Charlotte Flair retaining her title over Naomi. Definitely double thumbs up on this one. This to me felt like it was a pay-per-view quality match being broadcasted on free TV. Both ladies definitely gave it their all. It was very flawless by both women. Naomi definitely was wrestling and I feel like after this match she definitely has shown that she needs another title run. And then, of course, we see Charlotte Flair give Naomi the natural selection. Sonya Deville comes in after Charlotte's win, taunts Naomi. Naomi tries to retaliate, but Flair jumps on her. And, of course, Ronda Rousey comes in for the save to try to kick the heels away. Overall, great night of wrestling. I felt SmackDown was definitely an improvement compared to Week Rider, and I'm hoping we're going to see a lot better better programming leading up to Elimination Chamber and then to WrestleMania. I would definitely say this has been one hell of a dynamite this week. We start off with the MJF celebration of not winning once but twice on CM Punk last week and he was sure to gloat about it. The misconstrued part was him thanking Sean Spears when really it was Wardlow that helped him win that match. And of course it won't be a celebration without the interruption where CM Punk comes out, tells MJF he wants a rematch, otherwise him and his friends will come down beat it out of him till he gets it. Out comes Sting and Darby Allen with ball bats and all. And then Punk stirs the pot by telling MJF it wasn't him that beat him, it was Wardlow and he was trying to challenge Wardlow to a match. Then we see Dax Hardwood get on the microphone tells Punk he wants his rematch from Greensboro. Punk obliges and then MJF tells Punk if you can beat FTR in a match, I will give you that match but your partner cannot be Sting or Darby Allen. Punk accepts then we end up finding out later that night who the surprise tag team partner for Punk is. On to the first match of the night. Wardlow defeats the Blade. Overall thumbs up. Match probably went just a little bit longer than what we typically expect a Wardlow match to go but you also need to realize the opponent was the blade the blade did get a little bit of a momentum going on wardlow's leg but wardlow of course recovered very well gave the blade four power bombs and that was it match over thumbs up match great match overall and i forgot to mention just before that match there was a little segment there with andrade still trying to recruit darby allen from sting but sting also told him hey you don't get it darby doesn't work for me he's his own man so you talk to him man to man end result they talk but really segment didn't go much anywhere other than end result being both men are claiming to be the next tnt champion we then cut 
cut to another promo, a very long one by the Inner Circle team meeting. The segment is a thumbs up to me, though. Just went just a titch too long, but point taken. Long story short, Santana Ortiz was late to the meeting, trying to prove a point to Jericho that they're no longer going to be the backseat of Jericho's egoness. Next week, we're promoted to have a fun match with Proud and Powerful against Jake Hager and Chris Jericho. It'll be interesting to see where this feud goes and see what the storyline holds after that. The next match, we have the Face of the Revolution match and Isaiah Cassidy waiting for his opponent. Turns out to be Limitless Keith Lee. Minute Keith Lee's song and name popped up on the screen. The place went wild. I don't know if there could have been any more anticipation, but I think everybody felt this was the biggest signee that Tony's made and he definitely came back from uh, having a really crappy last couple months with the WWE. He still performed really awesome and I'll tell you what, I think the fans are loving him being in the AEW family. I see nothing but great things coming for Keith Lee. FTR heads to the ring and as CM Punk's coming out, waiting for the surprise, the wild thing thing goes off. It's John Moxley as his tag team partner and MJF is losing his shit. This match was definitely a thumbs up. Both teams have fought really hard. Uh, had some really great spots. Felt like the match was pretty complete. At the end, we saw MGF lose it and walk away, knowing now that he's got to have his rematch with CM Punk. The next segment is TBS Championship with Jade Cargill retaining over AQA. The match was a little more thumbs in the middle for me, but I don't feel like it was like by any means a terrible match. But this definitely would say would be the lowest match of the card as far as rankings. Jade Cargill, I'm very impressed with her every match she has. Her in-ring skills keep improving, especially now knowing that she's being trained by Brian Danielson. AQA, definitely shining stars. She came from Booker T's training camp, and I'll tell you, she definitely has great future ahead of her, and especially now knowing she is signed with AEW. So, welcome to AEW, AQA. And I'm going to eat my words right now because I said that match probably was the lowest part of the show, which it wasn't a terrible match, like I said. Actually, the lowest part of the show was the Fetzer 5-Minute Rookie Challenge with Serena Deeb. I'm a little conflicted on that because Serena Deeb is such a great talent, and I'm not sure what the idea is having the veteran beat the rookies so quickly and humiliate them. I'm hoping somewhere we're going to see a good transition with Hikaru Shida come Coming back to maybe wail on Serena Deeb. See how it plays out and hope for the best. And for the main event was the Texas Death Match for the AEW Championship. Hangman and a page defeating the Murder Hawk Lance Archer. The match basically wowed the audience with the violence, the gore, everything that pro wrestling fan really loves to watch. Uh, just when you think they couldn't get a spot more gory, I guess you can say, or more believable, they took a, the next spot even further. Both men competed really well, had some nice spots with Dan Lambert trying to disassemble the ring, had Jake Roberts doing a short clothesline and attempting to do a DDT until Lance Archer stopped him from doing so, but great competition.
altercation between the two men saw Adam Page give Lance Archer the buckshot lariat to fall through a table, and Hangman gets the 10-count knockdown win. Then shortly after, Adam Cole comes in the ring, grabs the AEW championship, playing mind games with Adam Page, throws the belt right back on Page's shoulder, and then leaves Wednesday Night Dynamite, definitely a great show, kept fans entertained, and I'm sure the fans left happy. Great job overall by all the talent. And on to the Friday Night Rampage show. Overall thumbs up show. Started off with the Young Bucks defeating Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta. Felt Rocky Romero was the shining star on this one. Fun moment with Dan Housen coming out and doing the curse to the Young Bucks. Definitely another great spot. I know a lot of people are crapping on this one, but I thought it was great. Best friends always have a good comedy moment in all their matches, and they seem to pull it off every time because it never hurts them whatsoever. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, with the win over Robin Renegade, who made her AEW Rampage debut. A solid match overall. Baker made Renegade look really good in the in the night, and she made her look like a real legit competitor in the ring. By watching Robin Renegade, I, I can see her being a future AEW Women's Champion. And of course, DMD looked great too. Following that match, we had Hook do a quick squash match on QT Marshall's Blake Lee. Thumbs up match for Hook like usual. He's always looking good. Fans are always behind him. He's got one hell of a presence about him. And I think Paz did a great job getting his son into this profession. Got him well prepared. Now we just gotta hope he can do a good promo. One thing about Hook is it always seems like every time he performs, he shows us something new. And there's nothing wrong with that, I'll tell you. Great match for Hook. Another great win. Hope he keeps his momentum going. And in the main event, we had the AEW Tag Team Championship where Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus retained their titles against Gum Club, Bolton and Austin with Billy Gunn in their corner. Very fun match to watch, though I would say the tag match that opened the show was probably definitely the better. This was still a pretty good match. Thumbs up overall. Very entertaining. It was kind of nice to see Colton and Austin on the main card rather than just always wrestling on dark and elevation. They had a good showing and I hope they continue to keep shining the way they are now. I feel Luchasaurus is very talented for a very big guy. He works really well with the smaller guys. I really hope in the future he does have a good singles run, though. I'm liking him and Jungle Boy as the tag team champions right now. Overall, I'm liking the way this week's wrestling shows went. I felt a lot of big improvements from WWE from a week prior, but this definitely is a great time to be a wrestling fan. Folks, please embrace these shows, because it's not very often that we're going to see this keep up. Let's just hope we don't see a downfall of any companies. And that's going to be a wrap for this edition of the Wrestling Fans Insight. I'm your host, John Hoppy. Many blessings to y'all. And please feel free to go to our site, www.thefansofprowrestling.com. We are also on Facebook, Facebook groups, The Fans of Pro Wrestling. And you can always leave us a voicemail at 385-367-4772. Please have a great day. Many blessings to y'all. And we'll wait for you next time.